Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. And good afternoon. Hello, everybody. Feeling slightly political in the studio this week. Not too political, though, so we'll be talking mainly about <laughs> fictional things. As you're probably aware, there's something happening in the States at the moment, which is probably being the headline news for, what, year and a half now? Something like that. Something like that. It's sort of like, um, at first you just thought it was a joke, and, <laughs> yes. uh, and now it's really happening. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as you can hear, welcome to Geeky Rummy. It's myself, Ryan Parrish. I'm here with Secretary of State, Philary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is when you drag it. Yes. <laughs> How long have you been working on that one? Weeks, weeks. <laughs> Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Mr. George Ellsmere. Hello. Hello. And Mr. Guy Halford, who's currently munching his way through a kinder. Enjoy those eating noises, people at home. Yes. <laughs> it's, a nice. kinder, it's a white kinder bueno. Did you re- not realise the song was going to finish that quick? No, I'm just fancy the bueno, to be honest with you. Plus, as well, I know Paul has his like, he's raiding sweets in the studio so he can keep his mitts off it. Did you find that in the studio or did you bring it in with you? I did buy it from the, 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 the rude man at Tesco. I'm not sure what the hygiene rules are around eating food that you find. <laughs> Mate, if I found a bueno on the floor and opened, I'd consider it, you know. <laughs> Well, to be fair, at least give to a homeless person. Yes. At least go. So we're getting wobbling now in the studio. <laughs> Hi, this is Garrett Wong. I played Instant Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Brum Radio. So now we're going to talk about our top fictional presidents. And George, you've got very strong opinions about the first person on this list. I do. Like, there can only be one <coughs> choice for this. It's got to be President Bartlett from the West Wing. He had the longest run, I think. He's a dude. He is a dude. <laughs> he was. He was awesome. Um, I, I, I agree. Yes, I, 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 I've, I've got more of a, a worst fictional president in mind, but um, Jed Bartlett <laughs> is definitely, well, other than Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact, but it's also on the list. as far yeah, as characterisation goes, I think, you yes. know, Jed Bartlett, yeah, what a man. He must have seen just nailed it, especially as, th- if, if I remember rightly, the president really wasn't really supposed to appear that much in West no. Wing, but he was so good, they were like, quick, write him more! Yeah, I think he was, he was just supposed, supposed to kind of appear like, in the background occasionally. Yeah, I think he was, he was going to be like the staffers. cameoing for about 30 seconds an episode, and yeah. then he's just like, no, I'm Martin Sheen. I so is it, was it meant to be, it was just fully about behind the scenes at the White House? Yes. And then yeah. it just became more about the White House? Yeah. Pretty much. I, think I remember a scene where he's playing basketball with the Harlem Globetrotters. That or sounds like... Did I, did I dream that? Possibly. I don't remember that, but it doesn't mean it's not a real episode. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently Hillary Clinton's staff helped on the writing on the situation on that. Bill Clinton stuff. Bill Clinton stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of the Hillary genuine Clinton. stuff. Hillary yeah. Clinton, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the, the real press officer, um, there is like a real-life CJ, yeah. um, and she was very involved in the writing of. Who who preceded him as president? Was it Jimmy Smith, who he was playing? I can't remember. I remember looking at my dad's box sets, and there was two guys on one box. One was mine, Sheen, and it was Jimmy Smith, so I'm assuming... <laughs> Possibly. I, I, possibly, I can't remember who it's supposed yeah, to be. Remember. You had um, the guy that they used as the next president afterwards, he was Matt something, his name, and I've forgotten who was supposed to be Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Keith, are you a fan? I have to admit that I'd never really watched West Wing. Is that why you texted on your phone? I'm just looking it up. <laughs> I know who it was written by, I know the guy that wrote it was pretty, pretty good, but... I mean, if you're going to cast Martin Sheen as anything, you know, he's always, he's always going to step it up a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. As the idea of Martin Sheen as a president, yeah, I'm totally behind that. As long as you haven't got Amelia and Charlie knocking around in the background. Amelia's just dull. Yeah, and then there's Charlie, who's just like, t- he could do with being a bit duller. 
Char- Charlie would be like a younger Kennedy. He, he, would be, yeah. he would be yeah. like the disgraced Kennedy. Yes. Um, who, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, I'm going to throw one out here now, though. James Marshall, Air Force One, Harrison Ford. Ooh. Action, action president. Most 90s thriller of all time. Action president? <laughs> what more but could you Harrison want? Harrison is always going to be Indiana Jones, so he's just. Yeah. Well, Indiana to be Jones president. president then, yeah. Oh, well, Indiana Jones is president, yeah, that's it. That'd vote cool. vote Indy. <laughs> yes. Vote independent. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dave Kovich. Oh, Ron, you've missed Kevin one of that Kline. List. Kevin okay, who are these who are these? Oh, is Kevin Klein Dave? Yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, so basically, yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you've never seen the film Dave, go and watch it. It's an amazing film. It's basically the president has a heart attack, is too unwell to do a new public speech engagement, so they get a lucky likey to pretend to be the president <laughs> oh for about God. three months. But he actually does that much of a good job. He starts convincing people he is the actual president. And then doesn't he fall in love with the first lady? Yes. Yeah. And of then course. the actual president dies, and then they have to like do the whole thing about... Spoilers! It's from the 90s. If you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out and go and watch it anyway. But well, we're not going to now, because it's on the plot. <laughs> but it's a really, really good film, and Kevin Klein actually comes across very well as a president. What does Kevin Klein do these days? Is he knocking around still? He's still, he's still knocking around. Yeah. He just pops up in a few various yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. Go on then, Guy. What one have we missed off this list? You missed Bill Pullman from uh, Independence Day. Yeah, but... What do you mean I'm on it? It's Bill Pullman. <laughs> oh, Did you get that noiseless then in offence that I missed off Bill Pullman? I don't know. He makes Indep- a good speech about Independence Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fighting aliens. Oh, you know, yeah. So relatable. Flying a jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, he has very yeah. small eyes. <laughs> I have two a... little butter beans. <laughs> <laughs> I have a writing candidate that might not be on your list. Mm? Gina Davis. Yes, I have got Gina oh, Davis on here. President. Commander in chief. Yes, President Mackenzie <clears throat> Allen. Yes. She was a very impressive president. See, I didn't watch Westworld, but I watched Commander in Chief instead. Yeah. That says yes. something about my TV habits. You missed Kevin James and Pixels. <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James. I've never seen that film. I will never see that film. Please leave the studio immediately. I won't hear a bad word about Kevin James. Was that a film with Adam the Sandler in it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you should mention that. No, no, no. President, President, get there. President President? Beck, Deep Impact, Morgan Freeman. If you want a nice soothing voice for a a crisis, Morgan Freeman is pretty much going to be the perfect voice for that one. Yes, absolutely. He couldn't. I, he he couldn't narrate anything. Him. I think is, is it just in my head? I, I just always assume that in any Hollywood film, the president is played by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I mean, is, is it has he only been the president in that film, or is it, is it like he? That's a that's a role that he's. I don't think he's prized. No, I think I he's only. Always, I always in, in my in my brain. Yes. Whenever there's a Hollywood film, I just think, oh, the president is going to be even, Morgan even Freeman. Even if it's like a film set in the American countryside where you never see yes. a, like the president, I just assume that the president in that fictional world is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. That's some excellent head cannon. That's, yes. that's cool. But what well, I want to know is, is did you replace was... Denzel Washington in White House down with Morgan Freeman? Uh, <laughs> but who was the president in Armageddon? Oh, because I remember oh. nobody can Deep remember. Impact, oh, Deep yeah. Impact and Armageddon were out yeah. at similar no, time, the and they were all about people. the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that shows you how good a president Paul Morgan Paul Freeman was. Yeah. Paul, Paul. <laughs> Paul Bartmore. <laughs> 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 right. A damn fine president he'd make. Yes. President James Dale, Mars Attacks, Jack Nicholson. I mean that. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, possibly was it the last good film that Tim Burton made? 
Ooh, controversial. controversial. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Mars Attacks. I think was Mars Attacks before or after Nightmare Before Christmas? After. After, I think. It was after. It was like later 90s, I think. There's a president we can all get behind. He just wants us all to get along. Yes. You know, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Yes. I mean, he ends up, you know, yeah. not getting along with anybody. But no. yeah, he's a good, he's a good president. Yeah, he was a dog. All good presidents he had, have a dog. He had the weight for it. Um, David Palmer. Just, just 24. An, un- an unfortunate sod, really, isn't it? Yes. He's so much happened to that man, you know. It's yes. just he had him for him, really. And uh, you think Keith Sutherland's the one having a bad day, but I think Dennis... He's not the one in charge <laughs> of a country. Yeah, David so, Palmer yeah. has a worse day, yeah, I think. Yeah, Keith. Yes. Mm. And talking about Kiefer, uh Dave Whitney sent one in for us, which is Tom Kirkman from Designated Survivor. I have not watched any of this, but apparently it's supposed to be a really good series where he's pretty much the this last he, politician he left. started to being the president. Yes. Right. I've not seen this. Yeah, and it would probably yeah. be a bit early days no. to decide no. whether he's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. but sounds an interesting series. It's on Netflix now, so might be worth a watch. Yes. President Merkin Muffley. Doctor Strangelove, Keith, one of your picks. Peter Sellers. Yeah, you can't beat Peter Fantastic. Sellers in a wheelchair as, a, as uh, you know, various characters in a film. And, you know, yeah. president is useless, so yeah. he's obviously overqualified as yeah. an American president. <laughs> Is that controversial? American presidents are used to except the current one, yes. which is he's awesome. Yeah. Especially if you see him on Channel Four News, like somebody storms one of his talks and he just says something. So if you can yeah. see Channel Four News, that's brilliant. But yeah, you know, I, he's good, Peter Sellers. He's, mm-hmm. good. he's not American, so I think there's some kind of legal thing about yeah. that. I mean, personal favourite from mine for the last few series is Selena Mayer with Veep, mainly because it's Armando oh, and Eugene Wright. I've, right I've only ever seen um, sort of clips of Veep. Oh, you need to it watch it. Does. I mean, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the same team from In the Thick of It, but doing American politics. Is there an mm. Malcolm Tucker character in it, though? There's quite a few Malcolm Tucker characters in it. They're I'm spread sold. out. Yes, it is really impressive. It's one of my favourite shows I in the think minute. the... Uh, out of, so I, I went to um, uh, an event a few years ago where um, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus was, was yeah. being interviewed on stage, and they showed a few clips of it. And I think my favourite, and it was the one that cemented in my mind, I should definitely put this on my have-to-watch list, is the scene where she is in the toilet having just found out she's going to be president. Yeah. And she is just laughing hysterically. And it's yeah. this wonderfully human moment yeah. that you can imagine, like, well, surely Everybody Barack would do was like that. Like, surely Bill Clinton was, surely, you know, George yeah. was, surely, you know, whoever wins next week will yeah. have that kind of very private, complete sort of meltdown of, oh my God, I did it. I'm fairly certain Donald Trump will tweet about it. Yeah. And she's won a few oh. Emmys for that role as well. Yes, think. quite yeah. a few Emmys. And a special shout out to Tony Hale in that, who's pretty much what would happen if Buster Bluth got a job in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing wow. in that role. It's basically her bagman, and he like, chooses her outfits, chooses her makeup, and everything like that. And he's like following her around all day with everything to touch her over. And it's been an amazing role from him. Last one on my list is Frank Underwood, House of Cards. Um, There's so pretty much mentioned. the most evil president on our list, I think. Well, the most evil fictional president. Fictional president, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, I've, I've only ever seen sort of very, very short um, bits and pieces of this. But, yeah. Um, I think Kevin Spacey's had a bit of a renaissance with this role, hasn't he? It's yeah. pretty much a Machiavellian role for him. It is looking at very much the dark side of politics and how much people will do to get ahead. Mm, it, yeah. I really would recommend it. And again, he's won quite a few Emmys for it, so it's really good. Anybody else have missed off, do you think? I just want to um, write in my worst fictional president ever, which is um, Fitzgerald Grant from Scandal. Oh, that just, that's just such a garbage man. Like, yes. I, I would not trust him to collect my bins on time, let alone run a country. 
Uh, I think it's the thing with me and Shonda Rhimes show after being exposed to so many series of I Grey's Anatomy. It's so, kind of I, like I I I I I kind of skipped Grey's. I watched yeah. the uh, the first season of Scandal was to be honest a fantastic mix of like soap opera and political procedural and it was yeah. very fun. And then it just goes. It, basically, she tried to turn it into Alias, and it didn't work. Yes. Um, so much. I am I'm I'm kind of hoping that How to Get Away with Murder doesn't fall into the same rabbit hole. But um but yeah, but as, in terms of like um. Just having a grasp of American politics, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's like a pantomime. It's 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 absurd, even yeah. even compared to you know the uh, the circus that is going on in in real life, yes. right, right in front of our eyes. It's just so far fetched. Yes, George, anybody that you'd like to nominate? Uh, I reckon we ought to have uh, a representation from Battlestar Galactica. With oh, President Rosalind. Yeah. Does that really count? Because it's not Earth. So yeah, like, she's still she's a fictional a president. President of the twelve colonies. Surely that makes her more important than most yeah. US presidents. Yeah, but that's only because the Cylons destroy everything else. Shh. People might Is not that what's going to happen if Trump wins? <laughs> the Cylons are coming, definitely. <laughs> but you, did anybody ever see State of Affairs? Alfie Woodard was a pr- fictional president in that as well. Yeah. It's going back a while. Don't think so. No, I don't think I remember that one, guy. Anyone from your list? Uh, um. So I'm going to say Kevin James, but we also forgot to mention uh, President Snow from The Hunger Games, the oh, mean, yeah. spiteful Ooh. man of the year. Definitely another one for candidate for evil yes. president. Yes. And that's uh, another Sutherland, isn't it? Yes. Very sort of charming mm. and menacing and... and, and mm. mm-hmm. But yeah, Kevin James, the president. Please. <laughs> Please. I'm Batman, and I listen to the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday at noon on Brum Radio. Right, so it's time for our Geeky Brummy Primaries, where we're all picking somebody that we'd like to be in the running for president at the moment. Guy, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Woman of the Year, Ron Swanson. Why shouldn't this man be president? He oh is God. the ultimate man. Everything the ultimate libertarian who hates government. So what? Put him in. Be interesting. Put yes. him in. Ron Swanson. So what's Ron Swanson's qualities? Be president. He then. has an awesome moustache and he hates life. <laughs> he's, he's also oh, yeah, I wouldn't say Ron hates life. I think he hates most everything else, but he loves life. He likes to build things with wood he and live in a cabin. That's a fair point. Meat. I think yeah. he's, he loves life quite a lot, Ron. It'd be useful to have in the Oval Office as a carpenter, I suppose. He could repair any damage over the last couple of centuries. I think if there were a zombie apocalypse, he's the president I would want because he would build log cabins and take to the board with a shotgun. Yes. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be a great good defender of the nation yes. if we were to resort to you know, a, a pre-industrial society. As long as there was bacon around, he'd be a happy man. Yeah. Steak, scotch, and, and guns. Yeah. yeah. And gold buried under your cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hope as well that he has his desk in the White House. It's like a similar to episode, you know, when he's got the desk in the centre of the room. So if someone comes in he doesn't want to speak to, he'd just turn around. <laughs> he have a live mine as just, well on his desk. Like, yeah. May just Definitely. turns up and he just slowly pans around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alright, Keith, your pick. I see guys have guys jumped ahead because I was gonna pick Johnny Karate. Ooh. Uh, but I've decided I'm gonna if Ron's it up in the running, I'm gonna put Leslie Nope up. Yes. yes The world's most prepared president. She's awesome, she's passionate, she, she's you know, you know she's she'd already everything you want from a person who's running a country. She wants to do the right thing for everybody and she will go out of her way to do it and she'll make a big binder categorised yes. off in all of the ways you can do it. The binder would already be prepared. She would have a binder covering every situation and, possible and, for you know, when she was if prison. If you can look what she did to April Ludgate, you yeah. know, she turned that woman around and made her a, a fantastic person. So yes. yeah. 
Leslie Nope with April Ludgate as uh, vice president. So that's that's yes. my choices there. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Jerry's got to be vice president. The vice president role <laughs> is there just to go and do handshaking. You that is Jerry Gary. or Terry. <laughs> Like Larry? Yeah, Larry, yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really hoping that I Phil Alice Craig is... would be a good vice president, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm hoping... You know, maybe it's, just like, it's a handshaking, like, he... holding babies. He'd be like, these babies are so cute, I want to kill myself. He'd be, he'd be very good <laughs> at choosing the wine for state events. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm hoping Phil Alice says John Ralph, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Donna, even. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think John Ralph would be a good president at all. No. He is not known for making good choices. <laughs> <Yeah. so laughs> Drama! <laughs> can, you, can you imagine, you know, sort of the vice pre- the, the president being like, you know, can I, I'm just going to crash on your set for three days because technically I'm homeless. <laughs> um, no, my, my, I'm going to, I'm going to step away from the Parks and Rec world yep. just, just for a moment. Um, and my writing is going to be um, RuPaul. Yeah, we've had a we've had a black president. Yes, um, and uh, you know, I mean, if if we've got we've got a, a woman in the running for president right now, why not have a black drag queen who is all about loving. Yes. and loving everyone else. I mean, she, she's no, so she can hold a very strong cabinet with the people that she has turned up on her show. So she she's the vice president. Nobody's going to mess Chad with Michael's the Secretary of State. Yes, yeah. yeah, Chad Michael's would be great at that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Chad would do a good job. But there is, like, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of, has been a peon of uh, equality yes. since the 80s. I think, yes. you know, there's, mm. a, there's, a, there's, there's a strong case to be made for RuPaul as president. There, there's a meeting there I want to see. RuPaul as president with Theresa May. I want, I want oh, to see that meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the press, the be... press will never write about I don't think there would be enough. ever again if, she <laughs> no, is, if the president no. of the US yes. is a drag queen. I don't think there would be enough shade sure. in the world for <laughs> RuPaul to be see Michelle Visage going, I'd like to see you not in a grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you not revoking human rights. Show some versatility. <laughs> George? That would be amazing. I can't top that. Oh. Uh, I've already expressed my love for Judd Bartlett, so I think instead I'm going to go for sheer entertainment value. I'd like to see Troy and Arbed from Community be co-president. <laughs> oh, That'd be amazing. Yes. Troy and Arbed oh, in, in the, the White House. How good would that be? Whenever there's sort of a, a, a constitutional crisis, like, just, just pretend you're asleep. Just pretend you're exactly. Asleep. We'd fine. have Jeff as VP, though, because he'd actually get stuff done in the yeah, background. Yeah, he'd actually yeah. sort stuff out yes. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an impression. Does that mean like Pierce is technically like the Donald Trump of the group? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh my god, he absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wouldn't let Britta in charge of Secretary of State because she she'd would just not be in charge of Britta everything. No, she <laughs> would Britta everything. Yeah. They'd yes. give her some kind of title so she thought she had something to do and yes. did, but actually didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're in charge of this community. The water. Of... No. No. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your pick, Ryan? Ooh, nah. I've been thinking long and hard about this one. Ten minutes. Yep. <laughs> I would go for Oliver Queen. Interesting. Yeah. Is that that guy from Arrow? Yeah. Okay. He, he's but without Felicity and Friends. Yes, without Felicity and Friends, just Oliver Queen. That's interesting that you've, you've, you've gone for the one not non-comedy. Yes. Or, well, not the Ruse kind of comedy. But, oh, you know, it's true. But President yeah. Bartlett yeah. isn't comedy. a serious character. Yeah. He's not very good at it, really. He's just kind of, he's always... Gallanting well, off shooting people with arrows. I think that's not the way to, to run a country. It's like, if well, I, I don't know, you've failed this country, so I'm going to shoot you yes. with an arrow. Depending well, on isn't which that season you're on, what I they might do kill anyway. you or I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, would probably respond to that, you know. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Let's go hunting in the woods, Oliver. Yeah. Yes. That was a terrible With Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> no Dick Cheney allowed. Oh, Oliver Green, let's go hunting in the woods. Now yes. I've become Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I am the I am the president of America to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Why hasn't anybody picked Arnie? The 
which which Arnie though? Are we going Total Recall Arnie? Are we going to go Governor of California Arnie? Yeah, Arnie. Yeah, Arnie. Yeah, Arnie. Twins. Yeah, Junior. Terrific. Kindergarten cop Arnie would get my vote. Yes. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? He's Secretary of State for Mexico. Or we could go Twins Arnie and Danny DeVito could be Vice President. There you go. Danny DeVito would be a good Vice President, I think. Depends if we're going to go with all, It's Always well, Sunny in Philadelphia. Say, not, I, I, I'm currently in the middle of an Always Sunny binge, and I'm going to say not Frank. No, not Frank. <laughs> not any of them, actually. No. Okay, I, as Vice President, he needs character from Taxi. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah. He can, yeah, he kept a good control on that one. Do, do you know, we, what about Dave Massey, award-winning Dave Massey from Brumhour? <laughs> I don't I know, he Dave can wrangle the tweets. He, he, could. Have a good set, couldn't he? he would yeah. be good at the social media side of yes. the yeah, He'd be the most I, I social don't, media don't president. the president yeah. runs his own Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, Dave would, though. He'd insist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if they were like, here's your social media manager? He'd be like, no. it will be <laughs> no. president hour every Sunday, 8 till president 9. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can yeah. tweet the president your complaints. Aww. That would be really good. That, that would actually be useful. So if any presidents are out there listening, that's a good idea. Yeah, get on Twitter. Have a president hour on Twitter. Or just hire Dave Massey. Yes. Yeah. He can ghost tweet it for you. <laughs> Any other picks? Poor Hadslow. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kate McKinnon as Hillary. Mm, impressive. Interesting. She has been very good on SNL. Mm. Not Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump then. I mean, no Baldwins. No. We had enough Baldwins. No, no Baldwins. Baldwins. Not even ever, Billy. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Adam Baldwin. James oh from Five Oh, there we go. No. Captain no. Mal. Captain Mal as Fox. Mal, still no. There'd no. be a lot of guns. Yes. If, I had to, if I had another pick, could I choose the dude from the big no, no. Yes! <laughs> Nothing would get done. Amazing. Yeah, but everyone That's would be fine. so relaxed. But there would be a regular Oval Office that really ties everything together. Because, well, <laughs> because we all know as well, the, the American political system works in such a way that the president really doesn't get anything done because it's yeah. always vetoed by Congress or well, the House of Representatives. He'd get on with Putin because he's a big fan of a white Russian, so... Mm-hmm. But he couldn't have Walter as his vice because he's a bit of a warmonger. Yeah, and yes. you'd have to worry about somebody... We'd have to have Donny. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. have Donny as his backup. Hmm. Walter would be good as the kind of like, you know, the guy who runs the military, though. Mm. Yes. Yeah. How about talking of another Walter, Walter White? Walter White, for well, get stuff done, I suppose. Yeah. I guess it would. In a slightly Jesse is vi- Jesse is VP. Oh my God. Rocking up in his big red car. Nice. I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? Like, how about we just go full passy Aggie president who makes people feel terrible about themselves if they don't, you know, like, obey the law? Regina George. Yeah. Yeah. She would be good. Yeah. Tell you what. We're still presenting, like, uh, leaders of other countries with the burn book, like, you, you did this. ISIS would just be like, oh, like, she called me fat. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Who would be our worst pick for president then? Uh, Donald Trump. Excluding. <laughs> 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 you were ready for that. <laughs> Straight in yeah. there. Excluding current candidates, Mr. Philip. Um, oh, Ted Cruz. Jeb Bush. Zodiac Killer. Awkward. Um, oh, God. I mean, well, it's, uh, who could be worse? This is the thing, you know. <laughs> um, Skeletor. Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> but Skeletor would bring some humour to it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Skeletor has charisma. Yes. And panache. And, and from his point of view, he is trying to do the right thing. Yes, true. Who else? The Emperor from Star Wars. Yeah, he'd be pretty I mean, bad. this is it. You'd have to go for like a pretty dark fictional villain to make things. This has got the like, Emperor does get stuff done. Emperor he got Palpatine a battle station built Voldemort twice level, over. Yeah. It's the, the geezer from American Psycho. You know, it'd just be all about his business cards then. So it's like, but, you know. but they have a watermark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guy. Anybody who you'd pick? 
I'd say Kevin James, to be honest. But <laughs> shame for Ryan Parish. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's it. You're... I think we need to wrap this up before. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Dave Massey. It's, it's beginning to turn into a proper presidential debate. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's getting unprofessional and personal. If you could see, now <laughs> guys just wandering around Ryan and standing behind him, giving him withering looks. It's, it's turning into Frank yeah. Underwood in the studio. I'll um, need to keep away from subways, I think. <laughs> Hey everybody, John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. And it's time to play Top Trumps. So this week we'll be playing with dog Top Trumps, because unfortunately there's no US President Top Trumps that I could find. So instead we're going to go with own. something a little bit fluffier, a little bit more cheery for the people. Yeah, let's, Sorry, let's, Dan Cooper Gavin. It's a bit of self-care for the American yes. listeners out there. You know what? We're just going to talk about nice, fluffy, cute dogs for yes. five minutes. Yes, we are. Just put, put yeah. all those worries aside, all our American friends. You've got we, four we, years to worry about that. Yes. <laughs> and Hillary Clinton, I'll let you start the debate. Um, okay, oh, <laughs> okie dokie. Right, so um, I'm going to go with um, the dog's weight, and I'm going to go with my favourite breed of dog, which I grew up with, which is a German Shepherd, uh-huh. uh, and the weight is 38 and a half kilos. Ooh, are we going biggest on this? Yeah, we're going to go yeah. big. Go big. big. Yeah. big. It's, Keith, America, it's America. A proper dog. Okay. Um, Luckily, uh, these cards are ace, though, actually. I'm quite impressed with them. The, I've got a dog whose origin is back from the 1700s, comes from Canada, and whose key talent is helping fishermen. Uh-huh. You've guessed it, folks. It's a Newfoundland. Mm. There you go, a Newfoundland. I had no idea. Uh, but I've picked this one because its average weight is 59 kilograms. Wow, wow that's impressive. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah. It's a laughs> Don't side shame a dog. Giant, caring yes. and very protective of its owners. So I, thought, dog if I, want so I, I thought I had this one in the bag with a dog yeah. from Germany from the 1800s who is uh, unusually, unusually large for a companion dog. This gentle giant nearly became extinct during World War II as owners could not afford to feed them. It is the Leonberger, which loves to oh, swim nice. and is willing to play in the water even during the coldest weather. <gasps> but it's an average weight of 42 kilograms. What's that? Come here, Impressive. Let's have a little picture. Oh, oh, oh it's, a cute oh, it's so cute. Tom. <laughs> All right, so I'm buzzing because I've got a right fat knacker of a dog here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a St. Bernard, 70.5. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. wow. Um, I haven't got a hope cards, in hell. <laughs> he definitely has. I haven't got a hope with what I've got here. I'm just going to throw away a card. Um, I've got a Yorkshire Terrier, which weighs a whopping three kilograms. Amazing. Oh. So, guy won that round, guys. I feel like I should point out, by the way, my Yorkshire Terrier apparently has a guard dog skill of six. Which seems high for a dog the size of a shoebox. They're yes. tenacious, though. They're, they're yes. yappy. They're, yes. they're, they're, they just annoy burglars until the burglars went away. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Right, George, you can pick the next category. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, yeah, I'm going to play the English Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go with his lovability rating, which is 23. Ooh, not bad. Um, I'm going to go with the Poodle. Highly responsive and intelligent, often used in France as circus dogs performing tricks and routines, and that also has a lovability rating of 23. Mm-hmm. Keith, you're up. See, I wasted my first card when I went for that Newfoundland, it would have been great. Um, I'm going to pick this dog, which is the Cairn Terrier, whose date of origin is middle, middle Ages. And all the photographs on these cards, these dogs have got massive noses. Yeah. Cairn Terriers are really cute. Like, like, fish eyed lensing. Yeah. I used um, to dog sit a pair of Cairn Terriers. Nearly this, lost them down a rabbit hole. This Terrier's only got a pitiful rating of 19. Mm. What? They're That's much cuter than that. Guy. Oh, I've got Phil Ellis has got a lovability rating of one. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I got a Collie lovability 27. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, fix. break the cards. Fix. fix. Yeah. Right, so I have a dog which is date of its origin is an antiquity and it's from China. Oh. Can we guess what it is? They're the companions of Buddhist monks and bed warmers for Chinese water royalty for thousands of years. Those are those funny ratty looking little things, aren't they? They live company and will go with their owners everywhere as they hate to be left alone. Is it a Shih Tzu? No, it's not a Shih Tzu. It is a pug. <gasps> really? It is. Look, look, look how cute this pug is. It is super cute. It's quite I mean, they are like yeah. they're so they, like, organs don't work and their eyes that look in the same direction and, and they can't breathe. Carry them. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're super cute. They are yeah. super cute. And cute. only a lovability of 23. Oh. I want to know the scale. Like, what, what research Fix. was done to determine the lovability metric of a dog? Yes. Alright, Phil, you can pick the final category for it. Um, okay, I'm going to go with the uh, the noble Doberman, mm-hmm. which was uh, originally bred in the 19th century by German tax collector Louis Doberman to protect him while he worked, mm-hmm. uh, with a guard dog skill of 10. Wow. <laughs> Keith, uh, picked I, up I've the said, I've <gasps> my, uh, Oh my god, that's so I've cute. said my best card, the Chow Chow. From China, which Where worryingly has a description that says chow chows were once a delicacy in Mongolia, even though they look like an overstuffed teddy. But oh, they can be like bad he might tempered. Cry. Yes. He's traumatised by that fact. <laughs> he's about, he's been, looks like he's thinking about it until dawn again. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, they are one of two breeds to have black tongues. And amazingly, Aww. even though he looks massively cute compared to your Doberman, that's got a guard dog rating of nine. But wow. you can't even see its eyes. It's so fluffy that like how can it <laughs> see? see? It's not it's not fluffy. That dog's scowling at you. It's going to take a bite out of you or something. Maybe wrong. that's maybe that's how they like, defeat so the burglar. Because like the burglar comes in and <laughs> just dies in a squealing heap of cute. Oh, like some <laughs> boots. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like his dad was a bear and his mum was a marshmallow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Right. Okay, see if we can get this. Guess this dog. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> That's a cute noise. <laughs> its country of origin is Mexico. <gasps> chihuahua. chihuahua! It is a chihuahua. And apparently their date of origin is unknown. They're oh. like Aztec dogs. Yes. They're, they're an ancient, noble, proud yes. species. They are the ultimate lap dog, the smallest breed. They're a firm favourite of the celebrity owner. The actual origin of these dogs is a mystery, but it's thought they were developed in ancient South America. Oh. For those celebrities to carry around in their handbags. Yes. yes. Yeah. Guard dog skill of one, which well, I, I'm, I'm protesting about this because no, a chihuahua is the most annoying dog to come across if you've upset it. Why are most of your dogs licking their tongues, Ryan? That's yeah, a bit weird. It was licking just, their noses, licking yeah. their tongues. Uh, <laughs> <to get trained. laughs> I, I, I do agree with the skill. Ron Swanson rule, though, that any yes. dog that is smaller than like a foot is a cat. A cat. Yes. <laughs> Carpet rats. Yeah. I've, got, I've got another nose licker here. Uh, King Charles Spaniel. Uh, guard dog six. Oh, look at how cute that is. Look at his fluffy ears. licking its nose as well, yes. Aww. At least Yours. it's licking its nose and not it's something else. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, a Western European breed that was actually uh, favoured by lots of European royalty, including Marie Antoinette. Uh, mm. It's the Papillon, and it's named after its butterfly-shaped ears. Um, unfortunately, as cute as it is, its guard dog skill is only four. Very impressive. Did I win? Yes, you have won, unfortunately. Fantastic. <laughs> Winner's speech. Wasn't that your guard dog rating? Guy, what was your guard dog rating? That was like six by one the other two rounds. Don't, oh, yeah. don't debate yeah. it. Don't yeah. debate it, Clinton. <laughs> oh! oh. oh. We, we might need to go back to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Can um, we have Guy impeached? So, when did you last pay your taxes, Guy? <laughs> <laughs> I go hard. Um. Well, what can I say? I go hard on that game. I won. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, so. Very impressive. Yeah. Boo. I won. Screw you all. Right. 
Hi, I'm Dave Massey, and you're listening to Geeky Brummy on BrumRadio.com. So that's pretty much it for this week. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, when we do the show next week, the world may be a completely different, different place. place. Yes. Well, I think whichever, whatever outcome yes. there is, it's going to be yeah. very different. Yes, the next four years is going to be an interesting yeah. time. Uh-huh. And seeing how 2016's gone this year, nothing yeah. would surprise me. No. I mean, we, we'd do some good news. Come yes. on, please. Ryan, are you going to live tweet any of it on the on the Geeky Brummy on Tuesday night? I may do if I have time, but MasterChef the professionals is starting at the same time. I mean, Ooh, it's, it's kind of which is going to be the more risky competition to watch. Well, Greg Wallace likes everything, so there you go. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, we've got Marcus Waring, who's a bit of a... Kate's everyone, Didn't we everything. Greg They're Wallace is a fictional out. president. <laughs> <laughs> I like Let's it. just get him in. Has he got some buttery biscuit base to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Mary Berry. Cheap <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> Super onions. Yes. Yes. The, the, the entire cast of Bake Off. Poor, poor Hollywood. He looks yes. like he's getting. Poor Hollywood would be good for defence. I think. Yeah. He'd be the hard ass, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. He really got would. Got stuff done. Yeah. He'd be the negotiator. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. And then, and then Mary. But he'd well, get the well, Hollywood well, handshake if he approved you and wanted to mm. create political relations. I just give you impossible things to do. Here's a recipe you've never heard of before that nobody's ever baked. Can't do that. Oh, but the sugary diplomacy of Mary Berry and Mel and Sue. <laughs> just send them in together. That'll be fine. Yeah. It's right. not a mess. It's just informal. That is. That is pretty much <laughs> it for us this week. Sorry to ramble on too much there. Uh, thanks for all for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And good afternoon. That was the wonderful Leonard Cohen with Everybody Knows. Bit of a bad week this week. Just a bit. Yeah. Lost Napoleon Solo. Oh. Lost Leonard Cohen. And some orange monstrosity seems to have taken the seat of power. Mm-hmm. I think even Cersei would be better, to be honest. I am quite happy for Melania Trump to kind of, you know, go on a, a bit of a Cersei Lannister narrative. Yeah. It means that we don't have to look at that yeah. orange face in the news every day. I'd be quite happy for her to, you know, poison a husband, sleep with a brother, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has been my highlight this week, though, is the photos of her looking like a rabbit in headlights. She's yes. clearly not prepared for this, poor woman. Yeah, kind of thing. I just she, wanted to like have a rich husband and sit in my penthouse, and now I've got to be first lady. How have yes. I got here? And she, she just looks terrorised, and it's um, great. Michelle Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama's a cop. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. oh, that's one good thing. We might have four years worth of Michelle Obama speeches with Melania. Yes, please. <laughs> I, um, I, I just... I, 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 I I don't I hadn't realised how much it was going to hurt and how much I was going to miss Barack and Michelle. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just I've, I've spent my week just scrolling through photos and interviews with them because they're just <laughs> they're so amazing. Like it's after like, it's a like breakup, you, yeah. yeah. And you just like, sit there like, and stare oh lovingly at their Instagram. So I can't yes. believe I didn't appreciate you yeah. while like, I had you. I think it's going to be like that scene in Fresh Prince where uh, Phil throws Jazzy Jeff out the window. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's going to yeah. feel like when they um, leave. But also, I I don't I never appreciated the glory that is Joe Biden. Yes, and yeah. and the pettiness. Yes, when but when Barack was saying, you know, actually, no, you know what, the sun is up, has come up again today, and yeah. we've got a, we're rooting for his, for Trump's success, and Joe Biden was like crossing himself behind <laughs> you. He was just like <laughs> so shady, yes. so petty. He's such a sass queen. I love him. Inspirational. Anyway, we're going to try and lighten the mood up a little bit. We're going to look forward to 2017 and ignore 2016. We're going to look at some new movies coming out. Sorry, can't we look forward to 2020 instead? <laughs> Possibly. Um, we're going to have a re- the return of Pound Shop cosplay. I mean, George, are going to have a £1 cosplay off. Hi, I'm Philip Ellis from Tall Tales and you're listening to Brum Radio. I don't even remember doing that. 
<laughs> don't, you, don't you remember do that? President elect Phil Ellis. Oh, that has got a nice ring to it. Yes. So now we're going to cheer you with some trailer talk. Kanye for president, sorry. Oh, God. Yes. So now we're going to. fall off the chair. Yeah, I did fall off the chair. So now we're going to try and cheer you up with some movies that are coming out in 2017, the first of which is Valerian. So this is Luc Besson's return to space sci-fi. Let's to, just yeah, ignore Lucy. But. Sort of bonkers female-led space opera, which is his sweet spot, let's be honest. I think yep. yeah. we're all agreed here that Fifth Element is one of the best films ever made. Definitely. Yes. Um, and, and this one looks equally just sort of as, as colourful and, it, and crazy. And I think it's from, is it a 70s sci-fi graphic novel series, Keith? Yeah, it's from a, a graphic novel series, which has been kicking around for a while. And yeah. to be honest, the look that came across in that trailer is capturing that kind of European um, artist sign of yeah. know, look very well. It was very Mobius, if you've ever seen any of heavy metal or that kind of thing. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the word that it reminded me of. Leeds, I have a slight issue with. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to Cara Delevingne. I think she's got something about her. And I think that Luke Is it the Besson, eyebrows? It, her brows are so strong. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, it, I think it's them. Her brows are on point. Yeah. I yeah. just feel They're like um, Luke Besson wouldn't have... You know, he, he's got a fantastic track, track record for choosing the right women as his leading ladies. So That's true, to be fair, yeah. I mean, the only thing I've really seen of Dane DeHaan was Amazing Spider-Man when he was playing the villain. But he didn't really have yeah. anything to do in that movie. No, it was pretty much just, I'm a rich businessman, ooh, and then let's show for Sinister Six. Was he in Chronicle as well? Like yes, he was, in, was in Chronicle. Was it Chronicle? Well? Yes, it was yeah. Chronicle, mm. yes. So, yeah, he's sort of quite good at playing kind of slightly creepy uh, white dude. It looks, it looks a bit young Benicio Del Toro to me. Yes, quite intense. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Guy, your thoughts? Eyebrows, I'm sold. Right, <laughs> In for that. Yes. I'd, li- I'd like there to be a Gary Oldman cameo at some point. In oh, God, yes. Oh, absolutely. And Bruce Willis. Just Bruce Willis like, sitting at a bar or something and they don't... Bruce Willis, Willis taxi. Ask, Bruce Willis as Corbin Dallas, just yes. in the background somewhere, with that yellow hair. That would be absolutely stunning. Give um, Chris Tucker a role as well. He needs the work. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> what, if this is what, if, what if this is in the same u- fictional universe yes. where Ruby Rod still has a radio show? That would be frill- that would be fun. Chris Tucker needs something. That would be amazing. I mean, yeah. There's no more rush hour now, so he needs to come back. My envisionment is Phil. That is you in the future. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. All right, moving on to our next trailer. Rogue One dropped their international trailer. What do we think? It's kind of the same as the last one, isn't it? I, I mean, it was like more Vader. extra sections of do, Vader breathing. Yeah. Do they need to release any more trailers? Like everyone who's going to see it is going to see it. They don't really need to push it anymore, uh, do they? Yeah, I think we've reached peak hype now. It's less than a month away. When the tickets on sale? They should be on sale this week or next week, I think. Soon. The yes. Steelbook Blu-ray is probably being promoted by a lot of yes. online companies as we speak. Probably. But yeah, I mean, I'm all for Rogue One. It looks like it potentially yes. could be the best Star Wars film yet. I mean, after my 4DX experience with Doctor Strange, I'm really hoping they do a 4DX release on this one. Me I too. I want to see it like that. Yeah. It'd be amazing. I think with TIE Fighters and stuff. Yes. Just yeah, on zooming board. around bit of water spray from the beach scenes that would be awesome mm-hmm. 4DX. I'm not on board with 4DX people f- ch- chucking buckets of water at you halfway through a movie for the right movie it works as I said for Doctor Strange it worked really well for like a romantic film I don't I think like that would be Doctor the right Strange oh. as a film needed all the help it could get I, 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 controversial. I really enjoyed <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah. I feel Ooh. I had the 4D experience at Doctor Strange was like Gimp eating popcorn behind <laughs> me <laughs> I had yeah. his foot on my chair so you know I got the experience Yes. on the cheek Right, Ghost in the Shell. 
Scarlett Johansson playing I'm really a Japanese confused android. confused by this. Yes. The the original is such a classic. And it's yep. just an iconic film of anime. And I don't really understand, A, why it needs a live-action remake. Yeah. Or why they've... I mean, I, I really like Scarlett Johansson, but I don't, I don't really get it as a piece of casting. Go and watch the original. I highly recommend it. It will mess with your head completely. Yes. But... It's, um, it's a beautiful film. And I really, really recommend the standalone complex series that went along mm. with that. That's one of my favourite pieces of work. Production IG did an amazing job on that one. The only glimmer of hope I have is Beat Takeshi's in it playing a cat's... A taxi. I can never pronounce that right. Just to None say... Help yes, you. The, the chief of police, yes. Yeah. But it's, it's like Akira. Just don't. It's, you, you, there's no way you could reproduce that as a live action movie and if it's not in Japanese as well I'm not interested I mean, if, it, yeah. if you're going to do live action do make everybody speak Japanese and I can read subtitles mm-hmm. it's like I want to see it that way but sub not dubbed and then you got Michael Pitt not really heard of him funny games uh, Pilo Aspake not heard of him Takeshi Takano which is Araki yeah. it's slightly worrying when you've got to wheel out the creator of the original to give you some endorsement as to yes. kind of like go yeah. yeah he likes it it's going to be good and mm, maybe not Rupert Sanders has he got enough of a career history to helm something with this much money I don't it? even know who that is do you, yeah. do you know what I hate Probably about that then. trailer it's like it kept coming at the title like Ghost in the Shadow so kind of like yeah I think I've got the point of what it's called what's it called again oh Ghost in the sorry I, I just I didn't catch the name of this film could you just yeah. remind me for the seventh time it Ghost is an in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, having having seen the original, I still don't understand what that trailer's about, and wouldn't if I didn't know anything about Ghost in the Shell, I don't think this would tempt me to go and see it at all. It'd be just kind of there's well, a strange-looking woman and it, it makes weird yes. noises, and that's from about it. It looked like a fan-made trailer. Yeah, from yeah. what clips that are in it, I don't think it's anything to do with the original plot line. It seems no. more like they're taking. <laughs> that's a good remake. Like then. A, that's <laughs> a, a promo for um, uh, a Scarlett Johansson guest spot on Westworld. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to if you're going to go with this kind of thematic subject do it like ex machina last year yes and and just explore it in a different way the, yeah you know the original anime stands on its own and, and i mean the whole yeah. thing of the original anime it's is what makes a human a human is it just the brain or is it the body yeah. and that was the whole point of it it's like it's if you lose everything except your brain are you still you and that was the whole thing with the ghost in the mm. shell thing of if your consciousness got transported somewhere else is that still you as a person do you know what kind of look like kind of look like a sequel to under the skin did a little oh, bit. Yeah. Which I would be okay with, actually, because if that's probably Al one of the best directed, films. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best films that ScarJo's been in in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and and that was like a... Well, well, it wasn't a remake, it was an adaptation, but they, yeah. they took it so far from the source material and made it something completely original and completely different with its own aesthetic and its own um, kind of real yeah. identity. I don't really know if that's what they're doing with Ghost in the Shell. I think that's the problem you've got with Ghost in the Shell, is you can't go too far away from the source material, because then everybody will start tearing it apart and going, yeah. it's not Ghost in the Shell. They've, they've backed themselves into a corner with this, and it's kind of like, the fans of the anime are probably never going to accept it. Anybody that's coming to it that doesn't know the anime is probably just going to go, uh, what, it's a bit weird. So I don't know, I, I, who are they selling it to? It's yeah, of an odd I, sale. Yeah. I think they seem to be pitching it to the people who watch the dub versions in America and it's like as it is one of those seminal anime films I mean we're still waiting for Akira to be remade by the Americans at some point so Mm -hmm. this is like the next big one that they can do and get away with because people have got enough brand recognition with it I guess if they don't try and spin it off into a franchise 
Yeah. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Another five yeah. film expanded universe. If they made a live action series of the standalone complex TV ser- um, anime series, I'd be very happy with that just as a TV series on HBO or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just. Well, I don't know. What was the last good animated to live action conversion that's been done? I mean, I know we had the Jungle Book this year, which yeah. was kind of okay ish. And we've got the Jungle Book next year as well. You know, when, when does that really work? Scooby Doo didn't really work. Pete's Dragon failed miserably. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know. There's reasons why some films are made as animations in the first place. Yes. And I think, you, you know, it's, it's a res- you should respect that. that I mean, we've got got the resurgence of cyberpunk now. So, as I said, we've got Valerian coming out, which has got a bit of a cyberpunky feel to it. We've got the Blade Runner sequel coming out. And is this going to be the next wave to replace superhero movies with cyberpunk movies? Maybe. Doubt it. Could be. I, I think. I mean, I don't think we've seen the end of superhero films. That, that, no. that won't happen Never. in our lifetimes. Yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. Marvel's got like a century-long plan yes. for this. Haven't they got enough films scheduled to last Trump's presidency at the moment? So. I think they're up yeah. to 2028. Yeah. I think is yeah. the grand plan. So, like a second term as well. Though. But again, yeah. it could be they surprise us, and it could work out to be a, yeah. a good adaptation. It's it's difficult to tell from these trailers. I think a lot of trailers at the moment are just badly put together yeah. and are being done so far in advance of the release of the film that it's containing material that might not even end up in the film yeah so last movie trailer Boss Baby what? I mean that's my only word for it what? know what to say about this right so this is the latest out of the DreamWorks stable it's Alec Baldwin playing a baby who's also a boss and like the baby gets bought home, this and like feels the like elder a brother film that doesn't exists like it. within the 30 Rock fictional universe yes yeah. that Jenna Maroney would play the mom in Yes. I don't. I don't understand why or yeah. what. Why? I, I watched the trailer and I still it. have no clue what the film I, is about. I, I mean, no. I think it's just further evidence that DreamWorks needs to go down the Pixar route and cut their yearly output in half. Yes. Yeah. Because these it's stories just—it's like it's got exactly rough. the same as every other DreamWorks poster with somebody with a half kind of smarmy smile on the face and it's and like, a weird button nose that yeah. looks like yeah. it's sort of you know inbred into them and yeah. it, it, ugh, it's just there's no like. There's no real soul to it or anything. I don't really know what the no. point of it's going to no. be. Keith? I've bought my tickets already and I've pre-ordered <laughs> my Funko Pop vinyl version Yay. of the baby. Yes. Hopefully with a bobbly head. No, it just looked terrible. It was yeah. flat. It was insipid. It was that kind of thing. It that has no audience, I think. Well, no. Are you selling it? He talks about espressos and sushi and it's like, well, who are you aiming this at? Kids or their parents or those people that are just go to a film because it's animated because they think it's going to keep their kids quiet for two hours uh, it didn't sell itself very well no it didn't apart from Alec Baldwin but then Alec Baldwin was much better in that advertisement for phones a few <laughs> months back yeah Guy I know you have strong opinions oh on God. this here we go me watch this to be honest with you right? wearing a boss baby t-shirt that's how <laughs> this, you like this, this is revenge for you making me watch stage school at I, least it was short I made it and Sinister Squad 18 seconds of this trailer this company stop what you are doing you are nonsensical stupid children's entertainment you are the dregs of the Christmas TV schedule you are the 28th of December 10 past 3 BBC One stop making film DreamWorks I am I'm angry at your company. Stop it. But, but we guy, still like, like how do you really feel? 
<laughs> you still like Ice Age, though, don't you? Oh, Ice Age. <laughs> when you think about it, should have got Sean in for this one. Greenworks was a company that came together out of the likes of Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, and kind of like um, the, Geffen, and, Geffen, and the other well, guy. They have done some great stuff. They used to run Disney. From the mi- people that bought you Mega Mind. I mean, Listen to that sentence, people. Mega Mind. I feel like their legacy should start and end with Shrek, the first 407. Shrek film. Yeah. The first Shrek film. I don't know. I like Ice Age. Ice Age as the Again, first, the first film one. Again, the first one, not Ice Age. 2000 and. Yeah, it's a Ice Age is Blue Sky yeah. and 20th Century Fox. Uh, I yeah. apologise then. Dreamworks is kind of Kung Fu Panda, which as I don't mind those yeah. Kung Fu Panda films. Didn't they have the fish no. film with Will Smith as well? Yes. Shark Tale. Yeah, yeah. That's, good. that's a good film. I mean, Working at the car wash. <laughs> I mean, the films just stink of desperation. It's like, oh, Pixar have made this really great, touching kids film it's like oh what can we do oh False here's baby. a man with a big head or here's a panda well, that that's was karate um, go away they basically said it was, it was Pixar did the Incredibles and yeah. then um, uh, yeah and then DreamWorks came out with Megamind where it was like yeah. basically the Incredibles but from the point of view of the baddie yes yeah. But it was nowhere near as good or as memorable or as. Well, you had Will Ferrell, and that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the way Brad I doesn't Pitt sell it in that Brad film. Pitt. What What was he doing there? He well, didn't paycheck. I mean, DreamWorks. You know, their, their track record isn't that great. Road to El Dorado. Who yes. even remembers <laughs> that? <laughs> oh, Road to El Dorado is a great film. The way I see it, right, is that you've got a child. You, you pay a full price to go and see a Pixar film. These are like your two for one films, or maybe yeah. maybe yeah, family special film yeah. on DVD. It must have know. been somewhere. Everybody just went. Babies, everybody loves babies this year, so we do stalks, <laughs> we do. Um, it's like that yeah. clash, it's like, it's like Deep Impact and I think Trolls really yeah. even looks like it's a better movie. No. It's just everything <laughs> is written by, it looks like it was written by committee. Yes. Right, so that's it for the movie trailers. Do we class John Lewis as a Christmas trailer? The advert? Ugh. It seems to be the start Yay. of Christmas for uh, most people now. It's, um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, I, I, I'm against the whole thing of, oh, you know, the, yes. Christmas starting in August. Um, yeah. But the John, I mean, you must admit, you know, the John Lewis ad, whether you like it or not, it has become a sort of a, a, a Christmas staple. It's become a moment yeah. in in kind of popular culture where it is, you know, you're waiting for the John Lewis ad to drop every year. This year, I feel like they've kind of, you know, this I mean, feels more merchandising than an actual advert. Well, it's and it's got that. Every there are going to be so year. many Buster the Dog. Yeah. Every single year, they've had, 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 had the penguin. Yeah, the centre of that campaign, they had the telescope. They had Monty the penguin. This year, it's a trampoline, and it feels like they're forgetting to tell the schmaltzy, lovey-dovey story around it. And it's just here's a product. Yeah. Well, they are a shop, though. I guess. No, so I suppose that's fair enough. They're not they selling well on eBay. I tried. I, I was going to buy one. And I was going to put it ah. on me. I was, I'm going to steal some kids' dream and I'm going to make some money myself from this. No, they're not really shifting for much. Not worth my yeah, investment. Interesting. Yeah. They are full Perhaps of plot holes later, as well, aren't they? Like, yeah. how, how did the hedgehog on the get moon up the survive without what's it? And surely yeah. that trampoline is going to be covered in you know all of the stuff that animals. Yeah. How did the hedgehog get? How did the hedgehog get get up the steps? That's what I want to know. What and like last year's the old man on the moon. Instead of spending hundreds of pounds on that, just give it to an old person's charity or people who are actually alone at Christmas. and also don't waste your money on all the licensing for these pop songs just so you can murder them yeah, yeah. it's pointless right. so I think multicolored yetis that's where it's and at and also yes. who buys a trampoline uh-huh. for Christmas present that's a summer item it's yeah birthday present I miss the old Woolies ads where they used to get like loads of C-list ed- celebrities advertising Pickwick albums yeah and cassettes <laughs> terrible Aww. shirts do you remember the Iceland Christmas party where it was like Kerry Katona and Jason Donovan and Colleen oh yes, yes that was amazing I like right. the party I want to be at I like the Toys R Us ones like you know Jeffrey you know, there's millions yeah. of Jeffrey <laughs> well, do you know I never got the line though there's millions of Jeffreys on London one roof so yes. like well, I don't guess. Are they, are they like cloning him? <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Caitlin Whisker, presenter of Music for Airports. You're listening to Brum Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you're, you're back with Geeky Bromi. Wow. I'm Philip Ellis, and that it is, is time for Pound Shop Cosplay. Ugh, we are all. No. Uh, so, so. Uh, <laughs> Haven't turned the camera around. Wow. So, so, so this week we've got um, yeah, we've got we've got our cosplay expert George and yeah. Mr. Geeky Bromi himself, Ryan Parrish. They are uh, competing for the best seen. cosplay, and I, 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 I just described George. I've George been trounced. Yeah. So the deal was so we were going to go for a single prop costume. So I think somebody's <laughs> slightly broken the rules. I've gone for the world's laziest Harry Potter costume. <laughs> Although I have realised that I didn't bring any makeup wipes with me, so I've now got to go home with my own homegrown lightning scar. But I just bought some really stupid nerd glasses. If you're watching this on Periscope, it's unfair yourselves now. Yeah, We're going to yeah. reveal Ryan's costume. Here we go. I just, I'm not okay. I, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! It's just it, it keeps getting more horrible. I have nightmares. It's I am what? Why? Why? So okay, so so um, do you want to explain to the listeners, Ryan, who you are? He's <laughs> <a> sponge. <laughs> I'm President-elect Donald Trump, <laughs> so my entire purchase budget for this costume was one pound. This is just... No, that could also double up as a beautiful banjo for people who are watching. I turn them into a Donald, Donald Trump hermit. I urge uh, you, if you're listening, to, watch, to go onto Periscope and watch and watch this. <laughs> yeah. If you are not watching, I have to... I, I mean... <laughs> There is. You, he look, you look like you're about to rob a bank. Yeah. <laughs> well, rob the president. We did. I think we should possibly, if you are going to go to Periscope, just as a warning uh, for listeners of a sensitive nature. Trigger warning. This is quite a distressing costume. I'm definitely going to have nightmares after this. So I'm it's like, one pound worth okay. of sponge. I recycled the wall from the werewolf costume to stitch it all together. It did not work. Brilliant. And I've stolen a pair of Viv's tights <laughs> to turn into my. Beautiful, beautiful tan. As I couldn't get t- time to get into a tanning D- booth. Does she know that you stole yes. her tights? Good. <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable to wear this in the studio. It's very warm. And I also model's own blazer, shirt, and tie. No. Oh God. I want a selfie with this. Seriously, not okay. <laughs> Did you rip the tights outside? No. I cut them with a pair of scissors, but they're not great. I do look like I'm on the way to rob a bank in Legoland. <laughs> Can you breathe properly? Definitely. <laughs> yes, it's, I do look like a Lego robber disturbing. with his hair. I'm, I'm just... I, 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 oh, it's so... It's the most... It's, no, no. It's no, so grotesque. No. <laughs> I mean, do we vote on a winner here? <laughs> I don't think there's any point. Although, as I say, it was was a one prop costume, one but I mean, one tell me, George, costume. you get points right. you've got to walk home with that on your head. So. Yeah. And I'm glad I bought a hat, so I can put that on. That'll be fine. Oh, yeah, I didn't really think about that. We've got a couple I of Periscope it. viewers <laughs> who are saying they want a version of this costume, Ryan. So it might be good oh. to, uh, if we've if we've yes. got a blog oh, presence anywhere, to put a little tutorial up yes. of how yes. you made this costume. Pound shop cosplay. Yeah. I think we should do a pound shop cosplay tutorial. Definitely. Just three sponges. No. Oh my god. I I you know, I'm actually scared of you right now. I know. Yes. I you have to you'd have to stand on the same side of the desk as him. I don't, oh, don't stand not, behind her. I'm not okay with being this close. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi there, this is Dan Cooper Gavin from Theatre of the Absurd, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Hi, Dan. <laughs> I think we need that relaxation track again. I feel, I feel unclean after that I, costume. I, I, I feel unclean oh. wearing that costume. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I just, oh. Yeah, that about sums it up. It did feel like feel his like actual hair, though. That's I, 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 yeah. An afternoon of self-care is needed. I feel like I need Definitely. to go for, like, a massage and yeah. then, like, an acid bath or something. Yeah. yeah. Possibly a lot of alcohol. Terrifying. Yeah. But for the grand total of one pound, do you think that's the scariest pound shop cosplay possible? I think so. I think yeah. so.
Yes. It's, it's, it, I think it's, it's a Halloween costume for lots of people mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the next four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much from us this week. Don't forget, you can always contribute a few bucks a month to us via the Patreon website, which is patreon.com forward slash radio. This is the way that helps fund the station and keeps us crazy people on air. Do it. Give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. What's his face? Bob Geldof impression. We should do a, a Feed yeah. the World type it. single with all of Bram Radio at some point. Yes. Be amazing. Oh my God, absolutely. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.